Listen up. This is El Lobo, Andy Anderson, the Lone Wolf, and you are listening to Wrestling POV Global right now. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. With me, my sidekick as always, and one of our sidekicks isn't here, but the sidekick that is here, the gentleman, Elio Canella. Elio, say hi. What's going on? Hey, not much. Well, what's going on is, is first of all, Ant can't be with us this week, scheduling conflicts. Mm-hmm. Kind of my fault, so sorry, Ant. Um, I don't know, man. I woke up today, and I've been feeling a bit sick today. It was the first time oh. since this entire quarantine thing that I felt any kind of sick. I woke up with a really bad stomach and feeling slightly like I got a cold. So I'm hoping this is just a, I mean, let's face it. If anyone knows me, I get sick at least every like six weeks. So the fact that we've gone through this quarantine this long and I haven't been sick has kind of been a weird miracle. Um, I don't think I have the old COVID. Let's hope not because I probably will die. I'm going to be honest here, guys. All right. I had cancer as a young boy. I'm a diabetic. I'm probably a big thing like that they think will take me out at my age. So let's hope. We know it's not the COVID. Come on. I'm in an area where, as of yesterday, they had like four active cases in the entire area. Four. That's it. Wow. So, uh, and we have no new reports for the last couple of while. So I kind of highly doubt I've got the COVID. Besides, I don't know what it looks like or what it feels like. I just know today I woke up feeling really... Well, what's the nice eloquent way to put this real shitty okay i just feel oh. shitty and i don't mean uh, as if i'm going to the bathroom a lot i mean <laughs> i'm just i'm feeling like my stomach's uh feeling terrible um and i just feel like i have kind of like a cold i just got no energy but oh. apparently i have a mouth because i'm just flapping it away as we talk on today's <laughs> episode <laughs> elio yes sir you got the old covid you've been making out with any covid girls what's going on? <laughs> no uh, how you feeling buddy oh man I'm okay. I've been up since like seven o'clock because last night we were without cable or internet. Whoa, you without cable or internet? You have not gone insane and tried to kill your neighbors yet? <laughs> not yet. Uh, although okay. I wanted to, and I found out uh, why that, why, what the reason was. Uh, what was the reason? Philly next door, they're doing construction at the in front, on the driveway. Mm-hmm. The workers cut our cable. Oh, <laughs> we, we, we called the technician and yeah, they, yeah. they uh, came by between eight and 10 mm-hmm. and things were still weren't working when they left. We called again, they came back and the guy's like, oh, I forgot to connect the cable. I'm like, oh my God. Gee, you think that might be a thing when you phone <laughs> cable and you need your cable. It seems kind of screwed up that they forget to connect. I don't know, maybe your cable. <laughs> hey, you know what, hey, it's a good thing I've been authorized to talk to to, to Rogers, our cable company, mm-hmm. because, we, it, because if it was up to my parents, they would like totally lose it every time they had the call. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if me and you were roommates? Do you think I would be the one authorized to call people? <laughs> Probably not. I'm getting like psychotic thinking about this and it hasn't even happened to me. So yeah, I get it, Elio. You're the most calm one of all of us. So Yeah, I'm the Paul Heyman. I'm Paul Heyman, technically. You are, and I'm the guy with a submachine gun on top of his roof shooting like (laughs) passers-by because I'm pissed off because I missed my episode of something or other. So yes, yes, (laughs) I get that. (laughs) Wow. Uh, other than that, I think it's been a pretty good uh, week. I, I'm kind of happy that in our area theaters, uh, one of our theaters is open. So I've gone to a oh, couple movies. I mean, there's no new movies. I mean, I've seen Back to the Future, Sonic the Hedgehog, and The Force Awakens. Wait, 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 wait. Back to the Future? Is, is They're playing in the 1985. Theaters? 1985 they're version. No, wow. They're playing in the well, theaters. Well, it's not a national release thing. The problem here is the theaters that are opening up have no access to any new movies from companies. Right. So they take they can get older movies, you know, at a reduced price and at least be open. That's pretty cool to to watch that on the big screen. I gotta tell you, dude, I was blown away to see I haven't seen Black to the Future in a while, but to see it on the big screen again was really cool. And I'm very excited because I am a Star Wars fan. Right. Um Force Awakens, yeah, I mean it wasn't that old. But next week they oh. are playing uh empire strikes back oh i am so in 
Empire, okay. hell yeah. Yeah. Hells to the bells. I'm there, buddy. So, um, yeah, anyone who knows me too knows that I am a, an extreme movie buff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have uh, the chance, you know, I, I've got to admit, I've reacquainted myself with uh, Netflix and the streaming services that are on our television. Okay. Um, the, I mean, the most, did I, I don't know, have I mentioned uh, the whole debacle of uh, the show I watched on Tubi? Uh, Space in 1999? No, this one's worse. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. I first get Tubi, you know, like, right when, probably two weeks into quarantine. Sure. I'm getting kind of bored of uh, shows because really not, I'm not sure what to look up. Mm-hmm. I have this Tubi thing. So I glance and I see they have a section of anime. And like, I've kind of dip in and out of anime a little. I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, I like some of it. Most of it I don't. I like stuff like fairy tale and these kind of okay. cartoony ones that are funny. I'm not into like robots and like oh, I think you men- I think you mentioned this. I forgot that title. Uh, the, but I- the Sailor Moon one. Sailor Moon. <laughs> yes. Sailor Moon. I discover Sailor Moon, all five seasons of it, which made me excited because they're all in Japanese with subtitles. And I have seen probably in the past, maybe seasons one, two, and four. So there was like, you know, these two extra seasons, which I've never seen, including the wrap up of the show. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to watch this. Now five seasons represents a hundred and some episodes. Okay. So I sit down and I decide I'm going to watch from episode one and rewatch the whole show. So I sit there and I watch and I watch over the weeks. I'm watching the show. And I mean, let's face it. I'm probably watching at least like, you know, 15 episodes a day. Like I'm in quarantine. There's not much I'm doing. So I'm watching shit tons of Sailor Moon. Okay. Here's the kind of person you're dealing with, Elio. This is the psychotic person who is your co-host. Oh no. I guess to the last episode. The last episode. And do you know what I do, Elio? What's that? I'm like, ah, fuck, I'm bored of this. <laughs> it's like, I don't even watch the last episode. I turn it off, right? Oh, and I decide, wow. I've had enough Sailor Moon for a while. So I tell my friends that. My friend's like, you know what? Anyone who knows you knows exactly what you're going to do. You're going to wait six months from now, and you're going to go, damn it, I got to know how Sailor Moon ended. I'm going to have to watch that show. You're going to turn it on. You're going to get to it, and then you're going to go you know, I should probably watch from the beginning just so I get rid of context to this. <laughs> and you're going to go back to season one and go over it again and still never make it to the end because you'll get sick before you get to the well, end. I, I, don't know, I don't know which one's worse, that one or uh, the one that I had to, I was dragged to theater to go and see when I was a kid. What's that? Rainbow Bright. Okay, I have two words for you. Fuck you, Elio. <laughs> Fuck you. What? Anyone who mocks Sailor Moon can go straight to hell. I don't care. I liked it. Whatever. Don't compare it to My Little Pony or whatever weird shit you guys watch. Out there. <laughs> I was dragged to it. My cousin wanted to watch it. I'm going to drag you somewhere if I get my hands on you. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Don't no, you I dare say... mock the moon. Moon no, power is coming upset. for you. I was upset. I was upset because and the people in the theater across the hall were watching Rocky IV. I wanted to be friends with those people. We're going to reenact Rocky Four if you keep talking shit about Sailor Moon. And I'm going to be Rocky, and you're going to be whatever opponent takes the beating. All right? <laughs> I'm not mocking Sailor Moon. I'm you are mocking one. Sailor Moon. Com- com- tri- comparing it to Rainbow Bright? Oh, my Lord. You are so lucky we're in different cities. So lucky. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Anyways, uh, have you been watching anything cool at all on uh, Netflix or any of those services? Actually, I've been watching Tubi. I've been watching Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows, and you mock me. That's pretty much a cartoon that's all. Uh, anyhow, that's a soap opera, Elio. It's, va- it's vampires. Right? It's still a soap opera. You're anyhow, so- what else have you been watching, buddy? I'm not going to mock you. I am going to take the high road, unlike some Sailor Moon hating no, other you know, effort by the name actually, of Elio Canella. Actually, you know, you know it's pretty cool. They have, on, uh, they have a whole bunch of wrestling videos. Oh, really? Yes, that's right. I've seen some of that stuff. Like, yeah. like the greatest villains. Are you in that list? Probably. <laughs> the talk. Probably. Uh, I have been watching. I'm going to throw just out for people that we've been watching here at, in my home. Uh, I have my wife is so in love with the show right now. We're watching The Last Kingdom, which is on Netflix. A really kind of, it's a mix of a historical stuff mixed with kind of, you know, fiction. And it's set in about 900 AD. And it's about... It's about the um, uh, Alfred the Great trying to unify 
England under one thing with dealing with the Vikings. It's, it's been a really cool story. I always describe it as Game of Thrones with all, without all the raping and incest, which makes it a little easier to watch. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, we've also been watching, uh, what else have I been watching? Da, 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 da. I can't even think right now at the moment of what I've been watching, but there's lots of good stuff on these. Uh, oh, I just watched one. This one you got to watch, Elio. I think you might get a kick out of it. Just came out on Netflix last week called Warrior Nun. Oh. And it's literally a, based on a comic book, apparently, about a woman who has this angel's halo in her back, and she's in an order of nuns who fight demons and the things in the world. And it's sort of a, oh, it's wow. a comic book mix of kung fu. It's the same kind. It's, you know, I mean, I got to say, the people who made this, I have this feeling that they wanted to go for like uh, a more family friendly look, even though, you know, because you'd think with demons and, and stuff, it would be very, maybe a little scary, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it, it's very like, uh, Catholic centric. The guy who wrote it was a Roman Catholic and he wanted the church to be really represented, but he wanted demons and stuff. And I think they wanted to make it more of a superhero type story because the, the, the special effects, like it's a very good budgeted show, but then when the demons come out, it is such shitty special effects. It's like CGI rock and fire. It's like, there is nothing scary about them. And I think that was by design so that it wouldn't scare oh. younger people, you know, because, uh, uh, it's it's fun though it's a fun interesting show and i would suggest this so that's warrior nun check out the last kingdom and definitely check out ozark which i know me and you have talked about before with uh, jason bateman playing a guy laundering money for a mexican cartel in the ozarks of all places oh. but uh some good stuff out there tubi's got some good stuff we talked about sailor moon <laughs> check it out if you got the balls hey, or <laughs> i'll take sailor moon over rainbow bright any day i am gonna kill you someday elio they will not <laughs> find your body they will not find your body. I'll put it beside the severed cable because you'll be anyways. Now you've just riled the beast. All right, let's get on to this show. Let's talk some wrestling. Need an obvious shot of testosterone going here. Um, <laughs> last week, we threw out a poll, or I guess uh, some questionnaires. We were just curious. Um, right now, AEW and uh, WWE are kind of going a bit head-to-head -head with some stuff. Uh, one of the most notable things, of course, is uh, AEW going directly up against NXT. And as such, not only do they have a weekly programs that uh, face each other, NXT bumped themselves up to two hours, so they'd have two hours at the same time. Well, then uh, AEW announces that they're going to do their, you know, last year they did a thing called Fighter Fest, which was uh, a pay-per-view. They announced this year, because of quarantine, they were going to do Fighter Fest over two nights. So it'll be Fighter Fest, A and B, one, two, whatever you want to call it. But they're going to give it away free, and they called it pay-per-view-like quality uh, show divided into two weeks. Now, WWE has been really on record saying that AEW means nothing to them. They're not scared. They're not concerned. But <laughs> lo and behold, they throw a two-night, two-hour presentation up against Fighter Fest last week. They did the Great American Bash night one. So... Uh, before we get into this week, is we're going to talk about AEW's Great American Bash Part 2, I was curious what people thought between Nights 1 of AEW's Fighter Fest or Night 1 of NXT's Great American Bash. Now, before we get started, uh, I'm just I'm going to tell you how uh, people kind of uh, chose that. But I want to know, Elio, you saw both nights. Did you have a preference for Fighter Fest or for uh, Great American Bash? I enjoyed I enjoyed Great American Bash. Uh, both have both brought a different feel. Yes, very uh, much so. To them, uh, but I did enjoy um two matches on uh, Great American Bash. I just didn't I just really mm -hmm. liked the overall show itself. Although Fight okay. Fest was a lot of fun with not a lot of bad on there. Okay, so I, I got to tell you, I went and and this was like neck and neck for me because they were very close shows, mm -hmm. you know. Um, overall, I mean, you know, I know the guys at uh, WPOV, they like to like assign numbers to uh, each match and then they add up the numbers. But in my opinion, that is not a great way to do this because it doesn't really give you the feel of an overall presentation. When you just take segments and stuff, yeah, you can highlight segments. But for me, uh, I gauge it as which show, I watched them both, which show garnered a little more excitement, gave me the feel, which show... Um, made me want to see more. And, and the thing was, they were very close. They were very different, okay? 
the presentations were very different. The wrestling was very different. The look, everything was very different. Um, I just had a more cleaner, funner feeling with AEW. I think sometimes I prefer the fact that it's a different lighting. Like WWE shows tend to have that super dark look with lights on the thing. And AEW tends to have an outdoor look where it doesn't see. It's like I, I, do, I, do like that. I do like that outdoor setting. Yeah, I do like so that. Sometimes, uh, okay, it's cool having the dark setting, mm-hmm. but then after a while, like, it gets too much. Well, it gets very generic. Yeah. It's like you could put anybody in there and nothing changes. And I think for me, that kind of dampens my enthusiasm in some of the matches. Now, some of the matches were very good mm-hmm. on uh, um, Great American Bash. Uh, I really liked, I mean, me and you are suckers for this, but I know you like the Orny Lorcan uh, Timothy Thatcher match too. It's yeah. interesting to have uh, every now and then, and I'm not saying you can watch two hours of this, but why not have a match like that every now and then because it really highlights the physicality and, and the realism of wrestling. So I enjoyed that. Um, Io Shirai match, I really looked forward to that, and it just slightly didn't give me what I wanted. I thought it was just a little bit less than it could have been, okay. which was the flip side is when I went into Fighter Fest, I had no expectations of Penelope Ford putting up any kind of a good match with Akira Shida, and they exceeded it. Right? You know? I, it, it, I thought it was only, I thought it was just me until uh, we no. went over that uh, match uh, last week. You know, like, yeah. well, it's kind of, I didn't really hate that match. It was when my well, head, the, when my highlight. Well, here's the weird part, you know, like, uh, I'm not saying that the Shirai match wasn't technically a better match. And I'm not saying that uh, they weren't, they weren't as good wrestlers as in the uh, Shikita, uh, the, the Shida defense. Yeah. However, just the overall of what you got out of it was just a bit of a better, funner feeling. Is that a word? Funner, funner feeling with, uh, with Shida's match. Uh, no way in hell did I, if you had told me, that and, and this is true that in the night one for me that wasn't the match of the night for me because not just because oh they were gave a technically great show or something they delivered something really kind of fun unexpected and solid and for me that this match actually was the only thing that tipped me over slightly for an overall show enjoying fighter fest more okay, okay? Um, some of the other matches on there were okay, and some ranged to be pretty like, eh. But just like um, Great American Bash, there was a couple matches that I thought were awesome, a couple that were, eh. You know, they were pretty par on par. You know, you picked a, a Great American Bash, I picked Fighter Fest. So, you know, they were very close. Um, going across when we uh, threw that out to uh, the fans as our hot topic of the week, we were curious what fans thought, and um, it seemed it was pretty, e- pretty even keel, too. Most people were either or, and both of them even would say that uh, they liked elements of both shows, but they would pick this one over this one. And so it was, there was no blow away winner. And I'm just going to read one of the, uh, one of the comments was from Clay Cummings who wrote, uh, both had their moments, but I enjoyed great American bash more. Love the match between Sasha and Shirai, also between Thatcher and, and Loney Lorcan. A great match. I know some might think these kind of matches are boring, but I enjoyed that match. Well, we just talked about that. No, we literally play. You need that kind of stuff. It really kind of overalls the over, kind of gives you an overall. Um, it balances match. things out. Yes, it balances things out. Thank you. Um, uh, Fighter Fest has a good card, but some of the matches weren't as good as they were built up to be. For example, the tag team match between Best Friends and Omega and Page. Not terrible. I was just expecting more. Which is funny because I actually thought that I was expecting a little bit less out of that one too. But I am just genuinely surprised at how good Omega and uh, Page actually work together. They're, they're very much on a pretty pretty higher keel than a lot of teams right now, which is surprising. They shouldn't be. They're not even really a team when you think about it. They're two superstars thrown together. In the past, we've had our issues with that. I know, Elio, you've felt the same way, that just because you throw big superstar wrestler A into a superstar wrestler B doesn't mean you make a great tag team, you know? And it should be noted some of the greatest tag teams in the world in all of history were made up of guys who didn't have any singles runs or singles success, you know? So it's sort of like saying, well, just because a guy's a super great guitar player, let's throw him in there. He must also be a pretty good piano player. Uh, maybe a little bit, but maybe not so much. Um, he finishes off with not a terrible night. Uh, 
was just expecting more. Night two will be great for sure. Looking forward to, forward to both of them. Very true. Thank you, Clay. Uh, sort of uh, encapsulate, encapsulates what we were getting at. Um, very close cards. Now, that being said, I'm really hoping that this week's um, Great American Bash is not on the same level as this week's AEW Dynamite, because our sorry, Fighter Fest, because um, before we get into a show and talk about it, I'm going to tell you guys now, night one, I found very exciting. Night two, I found pretty boring. And <laughs> I haven't watched NXT Great American Bash yet. I'm going to watch it probably after the show. But if it's at the same level as this, then we've had a shitty week of wrestling because I was not a big fan of this week's Fighter Fest. There were some moments, but there was a lot more crap yep. moments and boring moments than regular moments. And I don't know what, Elio, I haven't even asked you what you thought of it. Uh, I'll even save it till we get there. But uh, we'll go over the matches and you tell me what you thought. And uh, you know what? This is the whole show. Last week we didn't agree on the same uh, thing. Who knows? Maybe we agree, maybe we don't. But it's our point of view is really it, it's, it's uh, how it works. You know, we're not the same people, me and Elio. I mean, I have great, great taste in uh, animated cartoons. He has shit. So there you go. All right. Hey. <laughs> Elio's like wishing he could just reach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's, uh, let's uh, switch some gears here and let's head over to New Japan. Now, New Japan oh, right. is in the midst of the New Japan Cup. We've talked about it. It's a single out tournament. The winner will get a title shot. And as it works out, it'll be this upcoming weekend against current champion, who's the double champion right now. He holds the IWGP heavyweight title, and he also holds the IWGP uh, intercontinental title, which makes no sense. How do they? How does New Japan have an intercontinental title? I mean, we've gone over what intercontinental meant in the past. For and it made sense, you know. It was like North America, South America, whatever. So I'm not sure how Japan calls it. What are they talking about? I don't know what they consider. I, I, it just blows my mind, okay? They have a country the size of our province, and they're talking about a belt the size of half the world. Okay, got it. Um, so anyway, sorry, Naito will be putting his belt up against the winner. Uh, now, Elio, why don't you go over who the uh, quarter, who we had in the uh, semifinal matches? Or was it the quarterfinal? Sorry. I was this was the quarterfinal. So we had uh, Hiromu Takahashi defeating Tomohiro Ishii. Okay. Obviously, uh, we looked at uh, Ishii went down in this match, which was surprising to me. Uh, although Hiromu, I did pick him in the beginning as being the guy to go all the way. Um, but then you get in there with Ishii. Man, Ishii's like, we've talked about this all the time. It's like fighting a pit bull the size of a human. And either you're going to get a knockout blow, which doesn't happen a lot, or he's going to maul the shit out of you and win. Um, surprisingly, Takahashi uh, takes the the pin and goes on to the next. Uh, what did you think? Did you see this match? Yeah, this was a good match. I, li I like this match. What did you like about it? I just, I just like, uh, like uh, everything about uh, Ishii. Like he extends it, and like between chops and punches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what a kind of contrast between these two guys' style, too. You yeah. Know? Uh, very interesting. Doesn't always work bringing a different style against Ishii. Sometimes you have to outpunch him. But sometimes if you're a master at uh, doing something totally different, you can catch him off guard. And I think that's what happened this night. All right, next match. Next match we had Okada defeating Taiji Ishimori. Okay. Uh, I don't think, I mean, just size-wise, I don't think anyone going in there really thought Ishimori really could i mean let's face it okada is a big man okay mm -hmm. and the bone soldier while a tremendous uh physically developed wrestler is not an overly big man he's a he's a junior heavyweight and he looks like a junior heavyweight um still it was a pretty good match that you would not have expected as much and i enjoyed it uh okada though taking the win going on to the next what do you got up next buddy? okay then we had snaga defeating tai chi you know what? Uh, tai Chi is for years. This guy has been like a joke, and not my. But the last year, they're actually presenting him as a credible wrestler. And there have been times in this tournament where it surprised me. When when he took out Abushi, I was really surprised. Um, I really thought he was going to take out Sonata here. 
and uh, good to see Sonata moving on. But uh, let's let's keep an eye on Tai Chi this this year. I mean, they obviously have finally, after years of toiling, he's kind of being made to be a, a bit of a spoiler. I mean, if you take away that stupid opera gimmick, uh, he can actually wrestle. Yeah, and I know you love the part with the tearaway pants. I know that's your favorite. <laughs> little tiny Japanese speedos he's got. <laughs> I'm sure you're mistaken, sir. I hope I'm mistaken, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had Evo defeating Yoshihashi. Um, no doubt in my mind did I think for one second Yoshihashi. I actually thought it was surprised Yoshihashi made it this far. You know, Yoshihashi is sort of like um, eating like vanilla pudding constantly. And I don't even talk French vanilla. We're talking like boring ass vanilla. That is what you get out of Yoshihashi a lot. You always wonder like, why is this guy getting any kind of matches? I mean, the only difference between him and the Young Lions is they gave him a stick with a weird knob on the end of it and some goofy clothes. He's just not that good of a wrestler. Um, and so I had no no thought in my mind for one minute he would beat evil evil has always been presented as a big solid bruiser yeah he's got a kind of a goofy ass gimmick with the stupid crap he brings to the ring with that mm -hmm. stupid scythe and and stuff like and the laser light things on his fingers but the fact is when he wrestles the guy is solid he is very solid and so, so that, yeah it and that didn't surprise us, me that brings us to the semi-finals evil and sonata and takahashi versus oh sorry yeah takahashi versus okada Okay, let's go uh, first Evil and Sonata. Always weird when stablemates have to fight each other at the top yep. of the tournament. You always wonder, uh, there's like the 2%, one, two, the 1% chance they do the finger poke of doom, which uh, could easily happen. Uh, but here you got, this was an interesting contrast, Elio, because these guys were former tag team champions and they have been in their, in their group, Los Ignobles, they are usually the team that is presented to go up against other teams. So they're kind of a, a backbone. These guys wrestle each other with each other quite a bit. Um, very solid, good match though. When you watched it, you knew these were two guys who really knew each other. Um, you know, I kind of thought Sonata was going to take it. You know, it just seems like Sonata's been on the edge of bursting out to the high level to the highest level. And I thought maybe this was his transition. However, evil, Evil, solid old evil manages to get the win to go to the next level. But but, but then you even, you even said it uh, last week, this could be evil's time. Yeah, it could be evil's time too. Um, but here's the weird thing now is uh, he's going into a finals match now, which if he gets through one more match, he fights the leader of his stable, which is a weird dynamic. <laughs> you know? Evil versus Naido. Yeah, and Naido leads all of Los Ignobles. He is definitely the kingpin in there. So it's a little bit, uh, I'm not sure. It's a little uncomfortable, a little weird. Where does Evil go with that if he wins and, and makes it past the next round? Well, let's see who made it to the next round. Well, the, the other uh, the other match we had, uh, Hiromu Takahashi versus Kazushika Okada. Now, here's the thing. I had picked Hiromu Takahashi to possibly make it to the finals. I was doing very well, but I kind of knew that as soon as it was Okada, I was like, oh crap. How is he gonna get by Okada of all people? Okada's, Okada's the big fish who takes everyone down in these things, you know? The guy is definitely, he's the, like, he's the Ric Flair in his prime of New Japan, okay? Mm -hmm. The guy can make anybody look like a million dollars. He looks like a million dollars. Um, He's, 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 uh, for, for a Japanese wrestler, he's extremely tall, built, uh, he's extremely talented. Uh, the only thing I don't understand about him is he'll pile drive you, but not as a finisher. It's his setup for his clothesline. Wow. Did they ever get that backwards? <laughs> you would think it the pile would be driver is the setup. You would, think, yeah. you would think it was the other way around. Clothesline yeah, sets really. up the pile driver. Yeah, you clothesline someone, then you pile drive them. But no, in New Japan, you pile drive them first, but then watch out for that devastating short arm clothesline. Wow, okay. Um, good match. Uh, Takahashi showing that, uh, you know what? He is a smaller guy. and He's a mid-heavyweight, but 
makes you wonder if down the road he could maybe rise up into the into the heavyweight division a bit. You know, it's happened before. I mean, look at Shingo. You know, although let's face it, Shingo was definitely a heavyweight going in. But uh, uh, Koto Ibushi has spent time down in the smaller levels. Um, I mean, even um, oh, I can't think of his name. Okada. No, not Okada. Uh, who's the dude who's now wrestling for NXT with the uh, from the Time Splitters? Oh, you know, um, the, oh, God, what's his... Yeah, we know who uh, you're talking okay. about. Okay, I know. Okay. For, I can't it's think of not coming to me right now. Yeah, it's not coming moment. to me. But uh, any wrestling fan who knows what I'm referencing, he used to be in the Time Splitters, and uh, I can see his face in front of me, and that's the worst yeah. part. Uh, but uh, he was a guy who also was just making it into the heavyweights and becoming having starting to have a bit of a run look at him before he signed to the WWE. So it's not impossible for smaller guys, although uh, Takahashi is very small. Hiromu is a small dude, but he's got a really bombastic uh, uh, style to him. And uh, Kushida. Kushida. I knew it was a K. I had a K, K floating around. <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, thank God we have uh, the interweb as we do the show. Um, but yeah, uh, as soon as I saw it was Okada, though, I was like, my hopes were dropped. I mean, I would have thought he had a better chance had he went in with either Evil or Sonata. But Okada, I just knew it was the end for him. So a great run leading up to this. Okada taking the win in a very fun, interesting match which now puts us at the finals of being Kazuchika Okada for facing evil. And this mm-hmm. is, I don't think either, did you pick Okada at all in this? Yeah. Was this your pick? Okay. That was my last pick last week. Okay. Um, was it one of your original picks too? Because I know we talked in the beginning that Okada No, I, in the beginning I was going to say Tagahashi, but then after we were looking at the, the, the ones who were left over from last week, and then yeah. I, I went with Okada. Okay, so you basically jumped ship like a coward and went on a wagon. <laughs> okay, got it. I got it. I got jump wagon jumpers. I got you. I got you. No, but you know what? At least you picked a good wagon because, um, man, I think, oh, you know what? I'm going to go the other way. Just to okay. be a spoiler. And I'm going to use this as a booker sense that I don't think you waste Okada versus Naido uh, on a smaller pay-per-view. I think you save that for down the road. I think that's almost Wrestle Kingdom material. I'm going to go with Evil taking out Okada and then getting a match with Naito. That's my pick. Um, did you notice this uh, promo during the New Japan Cup or something? The Way to the Grand, Grand Master or something? No. No, oh, what's they, that about? They, they, I, I don't know if it sounds like another event that they've got coming up. We got a lot of events coming up, man. There's going to be at least, uh, if well, it, it might be hampered because of COVID and stuff. But I mean, they usually have before now. I mean, this is a, where's the G1? I mean, we should have been in the middle of G. We should be starting up G1. I don't know if G1 start are going to be happening this year. There we G1, go. It, it's called Way to the Grandmaster. Okay, it must be something that they're using to replace uh, at least some of the uh, G1 things. Okay. Um, what do you do with G1, by the way? What do you think? Do you think they should try and do a G1 this year? Do they drop the G? Because G1's awesome, but it's it a is. schedule where you need guys out there a yeah. lot. That I mean, might not be the time for it. G1 climax was so fun. Yeah, it's, it's the best part of the year. But what makes it fun is it's a super intense tournament yep. that involves the same guys fighting. Like, I mean, they fight like, you know, 25 nights in over a 35 days you know so it's a lot of wrestling and you want to be exposing your wrestlers with you know COVID's still out there you know we haven't contained it uh i mean especially in the u.s canada we're starting to get a bit of a grip on it japan is getting a grip but let's face it it's still floating around out there and uh, they have not mentioned anything yet about doing a g1 this year and I'm sure we'll have a few more events made up to replace it. But how, this, this makes me wonder, how do you decide who's going to into Wrestle Kingdom if you're not going to do G1? Because that's who gets the winner. The winner of the G1 goes on to become the guy who's the number one contender for at Wrestle Kingdom. So I don't know. I guess we'll have to figure out some other things. I don't know if a tournament's a good idea. Um, it'll be really interesting to see. Anyways, uh, so next week... You're pick- you still didn't say, who are you picking? 
in the in the final here? Is it going to be Okada oh, or is it going to be? I did. I, oh, okay. I know. I'm going with Okada. With Okada. Okay. Excellent. So we have we have our picks, fans. Definitely uh, tune in to uh, New Japan Wrestling. Uh, great channel. Lots of you know when the when the things get going, there is so much great content in New Japan, especially if you're a very uh, into wrestling wrestling fan. I mean, yes, there are lots of stuff that's in Japanese, but you also find a wealth of things uh, translated into English. You too. know what? That didn't even bother me uh, with this uh, New Japan Cup, the Japanese commentary. It did at first, but you know, I got used to it right away because we hadn't seen it for a while. I think the problem is we had been out of New Japan wrestling for a little bit, and yep. then when we got this chance to go back in, it took a couple days, and bam, yep, I'm back in. So, fans, we're going to uh, take a quick break here. When we get back, we're going to talk all about uh, night two of AEW's Fighter Fest. Uh, before we get going, I just want to uh, bring up uh, one thing to tell you guys about. We are not the only show, WPOV Global, on our network. We also have two other shows that consistently, weekly, just like us, have episodes. We're talking, of course, the original granddaddy of our site all, the WPOV wrestling crew made up of, uh, of Tony Diaz, Rick Serrano III, and Miguel Cole. These guys cover everything to do about uh, the WWE. They cover everything but NXT UK, which we cover falls under our But they, they have a weekly look at uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and they kind of poach us a little bit because they take a look up at AEW, and, and, which is funny because it makes me sometimes... If I wasn't so damn lazy, we would cover NXT, but I am lazy, so we're not going to. But if, if I wasn't, it almost makes me wish that we took apart uh, weekly NXT as they take apart AEW and compare them. But now, uh, one thing I'll do say is they are always been extreme fair guys because we, um, sometimes we're a bit stacked and loaded. Our, our, rest, our wrestling preferences are, are quite a bit different. And, uh, me, Elio, and Ant seem to lean a lot towards one way, and you know the guys at POV lean another way. And they run a thing called the Wednesday Night Delight, where they actually compare the two and then take votes from all five of us. And you know what? Uh, sometimes I feel almost unfair because usually a lot of times we all vote AEW because we have that mindset, and they vote WWE, and we win three three votes to two. But they're always honest, and they take the votes of the consensus and even if they don't agree with us they still proclaim AEW the winner when we say the three of us say it or if the three of us said NXT and they said it the other way it's always a majority it's we realize it's all point of views and there's five different people with five different point of views and uh, that's one thing I really enjoy about those guys plus the humor is pretty great I mean uh, me and Elio we like to joke but we're not the same kind of joking uh, that goes on at uh, POV wrestling those guys are non-stop uh, on each other's cases um, and it's fun it's a fun time to sit and watch and to pick up some wrestling you know you pick up a lot from Tony Diaz uh, he, he is a former professional wrestler who had a, a very good career and is very knowledgeable about stuff and Rick Serrano the third well he's a super fan he has watched wrestling for a long time and he'll tell you that, trust me. <laughs> you let him talk, he'll tell you that. But he also has a lot of great insights and a lot of great uh, knowledge and memories of uh, days gone by. When I have to do episodes uh, centric on old WWE kind of turn of the century stuff, attitude error afterwards sort of stuff, I use Elio and him more as a source because I don't remember that stuff as much. You know, it wasn't really my bag of tea. Uh, sometimes I have to host it, so I bring them on. So yeah, the WPOV uh, wrestling crew, they have a weekly show. Here, you're listening to WPOV Global. We try and cover all the big events that aren't WWE. Um, depending on sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll cover everything from AEW, New Japan, MLW, and NXT UK are our regular. Sometimes we'll talk a little impact, sometimes a little bit of ring honor. Who knows when this COVID is over and things go back up, we might find ourselves watching six shows a week again. We don't know. We'll see how the quality of things go. Uh, and then we have our third show, our, our little... Our, our baby to the production because they, they, they haven't been around too long, but they're making some great strides is uh, WPOV's uh, MMA show hosted currently uh, by Ant the Liberated and just Janelle, uh, who we just like to welcome to the show. She's her, the new co-host yep. and uh, just like to say uh, some good parting words uh, to, to our friend Deontay, who's uh, moving on to other things is really enjoyed having you on the crew Deontay. And I loved listening to you every week. Uh, you brought a really good insight in, 
to the MMA world for me, which is nice because let's face it, I am a very, very unknowledgeable, unknowledgeable about MMA. And uh, you and Ant really uh, painted some really good uh, pictures to make me understand that world. So I want to thank you, Deontay. Where you're, whatever you're going on to, we here at uh, Global wish you the best of luck and uh, the most success that you can possibly have. So uh, also, we just got to throw out that there is a fourth show that was just started a little while ago uh, involving me and Elio, and it is not on regular broadcasts uh, that you find all the uh, network things we do. You find this as a Facebook um, YouTube exclusive, and that, of course, is our show Quarantine. Quarantine where, is where me and Elio talk. We usually get on some wrestlers and a few other uh, knowledgeable hosts, and we sit around and take a part of a topic for the week. And we've had some great topics. Uh, this week we uh, just finished an episode featuring women wrestling. We talked about some of the women wrestlers in the modern era from Wendy Richter up. I had on the panel this week uh, former uh, Canadian women's wrestler, first CNWA champ, world women's champion, Raven Lake. I had the Omen Gabriel Lestat, and I had our longtime friend, uh, the Lone Wolf Andy Anderson, and we talked a lot of great stuff about women's wrestling. So uh, check that out. It is exclusive to our Facebook page, and it's also exclusive to, um, to uh, our YouTube page. Now, Elio, I got to ask you, buddy. Uh, tell, every, tell everybody else where they can download the other shows that are available on the network. Okay, so you can download the other shows on uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and um, iTunes. iTunes, that's right. And you know what, phones, phones, fans, oh. you know, you can get a chance to write into us if you want to make any comments on any of the things we do. Uh, you want to talk about wrestling, you want to send in ideas. Hey, we've had people send in ideas to, to help us with quarantine. Any of those things that you want, there's also a, uh, a wealth of places that you can uh, write to us. And uh, I'm always the worst for this. So I'm going to, Elio, I always get confused. Tell the fans all the places. Right. I know you can write Facebook, but where else can you write? We can reach us Facebook, Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram, Wrestling POV One, and Twitter, Wrestling POV. All right. And you know where you can't reach us? TikTok. Because I'm not 12 years old and it sucks. Okay. We don't do on. TikTok. We don't do TikTok. We're men, damn it. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk AEW's Fighter Fest. Hi, this is Mr. Beefy Goodness, Vance Nevada, and you are listening to WPOV Global. Hey, fans. Welcome back. That was, uh, you know what? Let's talk commercials for a sec. You know, we, we had some stuff that popped in there, but I want to talk about something right now. And that is the fact that we finally got a global t-shirt, a t-shirt yes. that's available. Pro Wrestling Tees backslash wrestling POV, POV. Rest, wrestling POV has four t-shirts for sale right now. Four t-shirts in a variety of colors. Three of them for wrestling POV, but that fourth one, the global one with our great yellow insignia, with a legend with an arrow pointing up, gentleman with an arrow pointing down, which kind of makes me wonder sometimes if we should have switched that, you know, to say, you know, going down's a legend and up here is a gentleman. But that's a whole different thing. We were just <laughs> – that was me just being a little pervy, I guess, at the end here. But, uh, yeah, I love the T-shirt. And uh, um, I am tempted to just buy them all. But, you know what, I want you fans to enjoy them too. And uh, like you said, 1995 uh, – Great looking t-shirt. Check on uh, the, the uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, black, backslash Wrestling POV. Mm -hmm. Take a look at the designs there. Some really cool t-shirts. Help support us. You know what? Your support helps us to even do more. Helps us to do more things. I mean, right now, the, you know, the whole quarantine helped me develop the quarantine show. But I'm not sure if we can keep quarantine after this actual thing's over. When I got to go back to work, I don't know. But you know what? If you start supporting the show by buying t-shirts and supporting us you know what we it gives us the ability to do even more for you guys you know and that's wouldn't that be great we, you know uh, i like the idea of of uh some of the things and you know what elio i got this weird idea i saw this guy doing this oh, and i was like i was wondering if every now and then we allowed a fan a super fan of ours because we have fans who follow this to come on and join us for an episode and talk a little bit about one night of AEW with us. How cool would that be? 
So think That's about that. Good, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to offer that out to whatever, I, if you fans write in and we get enough people who are interested, I will pick somebody and who knows, maybe it'll be an ongoing thing. Maybe we'll have a different guy every couple of weeks. Maybe every episode we'll have a guy on for five minutes, but whatever. This will give you a chance to pop on Zoom with us, talk some AEW, whatever that episode is of the week, talk a little bit of wrestling, talk about a bit about you, get to know you a little bit, and uh, just show, share that love of wrestling with me and Ant and uh, Elio. And you know what? This could be really fun. So think about that, fans. You want to be on uh, a guest shot on the Zoom recording of this show with us where you get to be on the show and we'll get to learn a bit about you, get a hold of us. Write us at those places Elio said. Now let's get into this week's AEW Fighter Fest 92. Dynamite! Oh boy. <laughs> and I'm going to preface this by saying that except for the main event, I was pretty damn bored a lot of this. Um, what it, a disappointment. It, it was like, okay, I was, because uh, after everything that happened yesterday, I was literally watching this before we went on the air today. And mm-hmm. a lot of the time I was just bored. <laughs> it, there, it was so predictable. The matches weren't that awesome at all. I mean, I'm going to say I liked the main event. Uh, I thought it was exciting, a lot better than I thought it might have turned out. Mm-hmm. But a lot of this, and there are people, there are there are people on these matches who I enjoy. So the fact that they that this came off flat for me was kind of a disappointment. Uh, let's start off, okay? First off, we start off with the uh, title defense: Kenny Omega and and uh, Hangman Adam Page putting their belts up against Private Party. Thoughts on this match, Elio? This wasn't a bad opener. Um... I really enjoyed uh, last week's much better. Um, I like, like I said, I like the continuing development of Omega and Page. They seem to really work well together. Their offenses have been combined. They're exciting. Um, the private party, I think this really exposed them as not being on the level of the top tag teams. No, yeah, they, they got their... F- Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, did Paige, were Paige and Omega the heels in this one? They, they, were, they, they looked more like the heels in this match. Um, I guess so. I mean, they have a – well, the thing is, Paige and Omega's they work the best when they have that style that's extremely hard-hitting and mm-hmm. rough. So it's kind of hard to look the baby face when you're giving people knee triggers to the face or you're uh, – you know, doing buckshot lariats and all these devastating moves that are brutal looking. It's hard to look the good guys. Um, I think the problem I have with private party is they have all these spectacular good looking moves, but they just don't really look like their main event guys yet. Um, Did I, there was not one time during this match that I felt that they were like on the transition of winning, you know, like, like last week, Penelope Ford, she kept like, there was times where you're like, holy crap, they're going to give the belt to four? She's going to win? <laughs> you know, I didn't one time feel that Private Party had a credible chance of winning this belt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're a good young team. They're extremely young, and it shows. They got the great enthusiasm. They got the athleticism. They definitely don't have the experience or the ring general knowledge that both Paige and Omega bring to the table. Those guys can take the littlest and make it look spectacular. Private Party seems to have to do a hell of a lot to get attention. So I think it exposed them a bit. I don't think this was a good outing for them. Overall, the match was okay. But when you know that the one tag team has no chance, it kind of brings down the excitement level a bit. So for me, it was not the greatest thing. Um, Okay, next up, Joey Janela versus Lance Archer. He gave Janela a lot this match. I was impressed with Janela. Yeah, they him a lot of this match. I, I liked how when he came out, he was kind of like, he had this weird thing, like he was looking around waiting for Lance Archer to jump him. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, usually they portray Joey Janela as an idiot. So uh, this made me think the guy was a little smarter than usual. Um, it was weird with Sonny Kiss not being there, but then it made sense when Archer drags Kiss, kiss out. Yeah. Um, you're right, though. It, it, uh, it gave... Janela a lot more than you thought he would get, but he ran with the ball. I think he really came out. Sure, he didn't win, mm-hmm. but I think just like you could say with like Penelope Ford, the expectation was very low, but when he came out, he was like, whoa, 
okay, I, I got a lot more credence for this dude. Because I got to tell you, we talked about this in the past. All the deathmatch stuff he did, all the, the goofy shit just didn't click with us. He just looked like a small dude with long hair that was slapped around a lot. Uh, he took it to Archer, um, took Archer down a little bit, which surprised me, but good on him. And the weirdest part is Archer didn't come out looking like, you know, like a bumbling big idiot who just managed to get by. Uh, that thing at the end where he threw Janela through that table and then he grabbed his head and he was like smacking yeah, yeah, the back yeah, of the yeah. head. Great realistic stuff. Uh, it's about time. I was getting a little afraid that they were making Lance Archer sort of look like a numb nuts. Like he was kind of like this big dummy who wasn't, you know, sure he was tough when you faced him, but it seemed like you could pretty much outsmart him. No, it was no. It was was Jake on the in the corner, or was he standing on an apron? His, it looked like he looked like he was standing both. on an apron. Oh, he okay. was doing both quite a bit. Oh, so I thought apron. at one point he was uh, like trying to distract Janela and the referee. Yeah. Like, the referee just started counting. He didn't even pay attention around to pay attention to see Jake on the apron. Well, then there was a time where Jake was on the apron and he grabbed this bag and it looked like he was like gonna maybe pull that snake stick of his. But like the referee starts like arguing with him. And meanwhile, it doesn't help Archer because Sonny Kiss and Janela start taking liberties with Archer. Okay, that was the part. Funny. Okay. Yeah, because I yeah. saw that part. They stood with a swanton in the splash. Yes. Yeah. You know, a terrific uh, 360 or I guess 720 splash. And then uh, definitely uh, Janela giving a great move there too. So, like I said, uh, great showing by Janela. Did you feel the same? With it? What did you feel about this match? This was a pretty good match. Uh, it wasn't what I expected. They, I really enjoyed this match uh, a lot more than I thought I would. Right. And so for being, me right now... Devs to Janela. So as I'm watching this right now, I'm kind of at the level where the Janela match exceeded expectations, so it gave it a little bit of a rise. However, the first, the private party thing brought it down a little. So right now I'm finding myself kind of even keel as we're going into these matches, okay? All right, next... Um, <laughs> Next, we get another film by Darby Allen, and I get that they're trying to um, keep him in the spotlight. Every time with that coffin drop, he scares me. <laughs> yeah, I do not. I, I don't, even though it's foam, even though maybe it's pretty unlikely he'll get hurt, right. I could not, not only could I not jump that high. Off no, the no, but that was but in the, that was in a pool full of, uh, yeah. But, but uh, when you do it like from the top rope, Mm -hmm. to the outside oh, no. no no it's scary i get what you're saying elio i'm just saying it scares me even that yeah even with the foaman stuff you could not pay me to do what he did in this video oh. it's 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 ridiculous um okay next out comes taz and brian cage and this okay. is where this is where <sighs> the shit starts to go south okay uh first of all uh taz you suck okay you know i don't enjoy your your blathering on but then you resurrect this crappy old title that is 20 years, like 20 plus years ago, that has no relevance, and give it to Brian Cage, the FTW Championship. And um, I'm sorry, but this was just crap. And I don't understand it. Why, why would he even bring this out now? You know, every week, I see this little troll on my screen spewing the same verbal diarrhea from 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. They just get off my screen. You know what? I think he should go in the book. You want to put Taz in the book? I think. All right. Do your thing, man. Okay. Taz is verbal diarrhea. You just made the book. And I know what? I'm going to throw in something with it. What's I that? also think the FTW title is crap. And I think it belongs in the book too. Oh, okay. The FTW championship belt, whatever you want to call it. You just made the book. And I believe Antoine had another suggestion. Did he have one? Last week he uh, wanted to put MJF's pink rope in the book. Oh, but we never got to see it this week. Okay, we're gonna hold suggestion off till we see that robe one more time. Okay, well, we'll put okay. that one off until, if yeah. we see it one more time, it's going in the book. Sounds good to me, sounds good to me. So Brian Cage just looks like a big boob now. <laughs> now he's carrying around a useless <laughs> title for that means nothing. 
And not only that, um, what was the point? I mean, okay, let's be plain here. FTW usually means fuck the world. Okay. Yep. So it's supposed to be this angry title. And Taz used it back when he felt that he was gypped because at the time, I believe it was Rob Van Dam who had been like injured and was out for so long. Or maybe it was okay. seven. One of, it's, I'm not clear on the ECW stuff anymore. But anyways, he had felt that he hadn't got a championship title shot in a very long time, that he was angry. And so that's what the FTW thing was. Brian Cage has gone, what, an extra week without a title shot? I mean, he's only been in the company like a month. Um, right, he's getting one next week. What's he complaining about? Yeah, so how is how is the FTW title have any application to him whatsoever? He has nothing to be angry about. He got he came in and got an instant title shot for winning a battle royal. So if anything, he should be like, I don't know, horseshoes up the ass champion or something like that, because there's no reason for him to be angry. And it's this belt is just ridiculous. Okay. And I mean, might have even made a little sense if they gave this, like, if he fought Moxley and lost. Mm -hmm. Or if Moxley was out for, like, a couple months now because, you know, then you're mad that he didn't give you a title shot. But you still have a title shot coming, and now you're carrying this ridiculous FTW. Makes no sense. It's dumb, okay? Just dumb shit. I don't find it funny. don't find it interesting. Uh, next up, uh, we have uh, FTR. Not FTW, but FTR. And the Young Bucks taking on Butcher Blade and the Lucha Brothers. And uh, first off, how old are the Young Bucks? Are they even young anymore? I mean, these guys have been around for like 15 years. I mean, they got to be in their like late 30s. How are they young? Shouldn't they be the middle-aged Bucks? Right. Anyways. Right. Okay. <laughs> the middle-aged Bucks. <laughs> uh, your thoughts on this match, buddy? Oh, okay, this was uh, not a bad match. There were points during the match where I was taken out, uh, but mm -hmm. other than that, it wasn't really a bad match. I thought it was okay. Yeah. I was very surprised that they didn't tease any, like, dissension between FTR and the Young Bucks, because isn't that what they're trying to do? But that never came up, really. Um, what about that crazy-ass – how do I even describe this – there was a movement in the match where it ended up that Pentagon performed a Canadian destroyer over the top rope onto a whole bunch of people involving one of the Young Bucks. That was a crazy ass thing. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that as crazy. Um, I also uh, I also get impressed so much when, um, uh, what's the other Lucha brother? Uh, Phoenix. Phoenix runs across the rope and kicks people in the face. How does he? I would think you could barely stand on the rope mm -hmm. as you're running, but he manages to like run hard and then just boot someone in the face. Um, Pentagon, you know, he has that cool look, but he doesn't really seem to do a lot. <laughs> you know, he slaps a lot, does this whole zero. Yeah, whatever. And then, yeah. And uh, he looks cooler than Phoenix, but I really think Phoenix is the more athletic wrestler. Um Butcher and the Blade, they actually get the win. When have those guys I, ever right? gotten a win? Like, what you, the you hell's know, going on? Well, I figured out, you know what it is. What is it? They went back to dressing in their in the original outfits that they, that they used Yes, to wear. the leather bondage gear. Uh, much much better wrestling a gear than the Baker gear that they were doing. With the one there was Waldo gear. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. Too much. Um but yeah, uh, okay match. Uh, Revival and, uh, or sorry, FTR. Fuck the Revival. Uh, and the Young Bucks worked actually really well. And I was really surprised at how much double teaming stuff they did together. So all in all, okay match. I'm still at the middle on this one, okay? But mm -hmm. now here's where things start to get, uh, start our descent again. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, Nyla Rose... Um, taking on Kenzie Page and Killin' King. <sighs> King. Killin' King. Not a good um, match. No. When has Nyla Rose ever given a good match? <laughs> She's got <laughs> shitty matches, shitty promos. And then, after the squash, she squashes two nobodies who, going into this, had zero and something or other records <laughs> from AEW Dark matches. Right. Um, she decides she's going to have a major announcement. Now, Nyla Rose, can I just say one thing? I really think you should look up the word announcement before you decide you're going to have an announcement. Because you didn't give us an announcement. 
You just came out, talked some weird crap, and then said, I'm going to have a manager, and that manager is, well, I'll tell you next time. That is not an announcement. Yeah, That's a waste she said, of our she said, oh, time. I'm not ready to tell you yet. Yeah, this was just a waste of our time listening to your crappy promo. You got an announcement, fine, but don't proclaim you. This is the worst click and bait crap ever. Yeah. Okay. You know, I almost want to put her in the book for that. I'm mad about that one. Should, I'm not should, do should it we? Ah. Yes, Nyla Rose. Okay. You Nyla Rose. Announcement. You, her announcement. Nyla Rose's announcement. You just made the book. That's right. And you know what, Nyla Rose? We got our eye on you. You keep this crap up, you might be in the book itself. But that whole bullshit of a major announcement that never came, that's garbage. Okay? All right, speaking about garbage, we move on to the uh, Dark Order. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> uh, Colt Cabana, Brody Lee, and Stu Grayson taking on SCU. I didn't like this match. I didn't either. And here's the problem. <laughs> SCU is such a fun team to watch. And when you can make them look like crappy and boring, god damn dark out of your garbage. <laughs> oh, and they had that uh, they had everyone else standing at the top of the stage, uh, Reynolds, Silver, whatever the other one's name is, Iwamuno. Just terrible. This I, I this really started to bring it down for me even harder now, you know? I was like going, God, this has turned into a horrible night. Um, SC, SCU is a really good team that you made look like garbage, you know? Yep. And I was not impressed with this. Not impressed at all. Then, uh, I guess I should mention the Britt Baker stuff. She always makes me laugh. It was ongoing yeah. funny. Big Swole being told that uh, she um, was suspended for the night. Yep. I found it extremely funny that uh, she brought up a good point. Like, why didn't anyone just phone me? Why did I have to drive out here and be told <laughs> three and a half hours, bitches? You know, like, she wasn't too happy that she uh, made it out that far. Um, yeah. Uh, then she does a really funny thing where she threw that piece of paper and it hit uh, Reba in the hand, who smacked, <laughs> whose hand goes back and smacks Britt Baker in the nose. <laughs> That was pretty funny. Uh, we're definitely going to see Reba and Britt Baker someday. <laughs> that dynamics. And of course, Big Swall's definitely got her eye on Britt Baker too. Uh, funny stuff. Uh, Britt Baker still manages to be funny and, and continue to keep her character in the forefront. Let's move now to the main event. The main event, I'm going to say right off, was actually exceeded what I thought it was. It was mm -hmm. good. It just wasn't great enough to make this all to forgive all the other garbage in the rest of the show. Okay. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. Um, Orange Cassidy, I get you're trying to be cool, but how stupid are you that you send the best friends back when you know Chris Jericho is going to have people out there and they're going to hit you with things and attack you? Does not make sense. You know, this, and it's not like this is his first experience with the inner circle or Chris Jericho. This is an ongoing crap. Okay. Uh, interesting match. Fun. I mean, Orange Cassidy matches tend to be kind of fun. Yep. Um, really thought it was ridiculously stupid that they tossed uh, orange juice in his face. I mean, come on. We had blood oranges one week, orange juice the next. I don't know what's going to come up next. We're going to uh, orange Julius, throw him in a bat of orange Julius. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, in the end, uh, Jericho gets the win. Uh, Chris, Chris Jericho, you know, he's solid as usual, but he took a pretty good beating here. Um, too many inner circle people attacking Orange Cassidy. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it would have been a better match had they not been there. But like I said, as good as this match was, does not help uh, forgive all the garbage we've seen in the beginning of this. So um, Chris Jericho gets the win, and I say that overall we get a bit of a loss here for Fighter Fest this week. Not my favorite. Definitely not as good as night one. And mm -hmm. Lord help us if if. NXT manages to put in a half-ass show. I think right, they're going so to win this week. Yeah, me too. So what did you think, Elio? Main event. <sighs> this was, uh, yeah, this main event was just okay. We could have done without the other members of the inner circle. You know, like... Do you feel he's, do you feel he's still freshly squeezed? <laughs> I think it's beyond that. I think it's all done. That's done. He's all just a concentrate in the freezer now. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right, well, you know what, uh, fans, 
Could have been a better week of wrestling for sure. Um, yeah. If I, I had think, to rate this, should we rate it a number? Should we even bother? I mean, we're not going up against any other shows. So we probably should just suspend that. I'm going to give it a, do you know what? Just to show that until we have shows to go up against it, I'm not going to give our usual report card. This time I'm going to give it a number. Oh, and I'm going to yeah. say that this week's Fighter Fest was like <clears throat> 56% for me. 56. Just over, okay. You? I'm going to go a little lower and then go down to 50. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you know what, fans? Uh, check out every week AEW Dynamite. That's right, I said it. Rick Serrano through Dynamite. And, um, and you'll probably say it somewhere on there with J.J. Walker. So uh, <laughs> We had a great time uh, talking. Sorry, I've been a little sick and a tiny bit out of it this week. Let's hope uh, it's just a simple cold. Um, want to thank everyone who tuned in. All of our uh, fans are great across this great nation. We love hearing with you. We love interacting with you. We love, we love the fact that you just tune in every week and get to hear us talk about what we love to uh, talk about, and that's professional wrestling. We want to say in these times of troubles and these times of strife, try and remember to be better to each other. Be better friends. Be better people. Be better neighbors. That's all it takes. If you're better to your neighbor, you're better, your neighbor's better to you, how can you go wrong? Okay? Yeah, and, um, and, and, and if you have a disagreement, don't cut your neighbor's cable. Yeah, yeah, that's just that's just classless. <laughs> all right. And if you do get your your cable cut by your neighbor, don't stand on top of your house with a machine gun shooting stuff. This is bad taste. Anyhow, want to send out all our love. This week, I'm going to say I want to send all of my love to Eastern Canada and to the state of New York. Definitely uh, the state of New York suffering a lot of devastating sickness out there. I know in Canada, some of the Eastern Canada has some of the highest numbers. We just let us know that everyone here at Global thinks of you people. We pray for you people. And we just hope that everyone gets out of these trying times a little bit safer and a little bit better. We want to thank you and uh, tune in. Uh, check out Quarantine this week. Really fun episode. Uh, we'll hopefully see you next week. Uh, Elio, say goodnight to the good people. All right, friends. We'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>